Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Jack to the Future. From science and inventions to pollution and recycling, I talk about what's changing in the world, the future, and how we can help with that. Every month I'll talk about a different future theme. For example, the future of science, tech, sustainability, reading, music and all sorts of other ones. The future of everything. Did you know? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jade to the Future and on YouTube as Jack to the Future. Follow me to get behind the scenes info, access to the previews about my next episodes and much, much more. On this week's episode, we're talking about the future of art. I interview Emma Morgan from Cherry Pie Makes. She's also the curator in the Brothership Art Studio in Hartford. We talk about all things art and we learn why Emma is called Cherry Pie Makes. I talk about artists who use technology. I'll introduce you to another robot of mine that paints. And I'll tell you about some other people's ideas of what art might look like in the future. I'd like to welcome any new listeners. You may have tuned in for my Future of Art competition. If you weren't already aware, I'm running a competition for children in partnership with the Brothership Studio in Hartford. Children of any age can enter. The competition is open from the 31st of May to the 7th of June. Your challenge is to design a piece of artwork that you think will art will look like in the future. And the prize is, it will go on the Brothership Studios wall so everybody can see it. To enter, all you need to do is to listen later on in this episode when I talk about my special robot invention. You need to listen to what I called it. Then head over to our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. Well, your mum and dad need to. If you like what you see, give us a like or a follow. And next, go to the website that is in our bio on Facebook and Instagram. Submit your artwork. And it's as simple as that. Good luck! When we were making this episode, we thought about a lot of different ideas. I think the future of art moving forward is a combination of everything. It's about the environment, it's about the news, and it's about different people. It's about real life, and every piece of artwork has a meaning behind it. I don't think robots will replace human art, but I think they will help with the humans doing the art in the future. What are your thoughts? I'm very excited today to have Emma Morgan with us or a business called Cherry Pie. And, well, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? I can, Jack. So I'm Emma, also known as Cherry Pie, as you say, and I'm the curator at the Brothership Gallery in Hartford. What is Brothership Studio anyways? So it's a collaborative art studio. So we have about seven artists that work in our two buildings. So Kerry and Nick work in the Beckwith's building. So we've got two artists over there. And so they've got that big studio at the back. And then at the front, there's a gallery space. And we're going to start doing shows in there now that we can. And there's a show at the end of the month 
there. So if you wanted to come and see that, you could. And then in the other space on Ball Plain, we've got five artists in residence. So they're all working in their studios and then all of their work is displayed out the front with lots of other work that's been included to make everyone in Hartford happy (laughs) and enjoy art. And then also before the lockdown, we used to do lots of interactive classes as well. So I used to do drop-ins where you could come in and make things with me or you could do painting with Tracy and all of that stuff will come back because the point of brothership is that everyone should enjoy art so you don't have to be an artist but you can come and experience what it's like to be an artist and get involved in the arts. A few weeks ago I went to your studio and I absolutely loved the paintings there. Oh. Really that room where Amanda, Amanda. she painted like these paintings of people that she'd seen before. She said when I do drawings she said don't think of it as one big painting just think of it as bit by bit. Amanda's very clever she can draw really quickly and she creates these people from nowhere but yeah what she's saying is you can build on it as you go. And talking to Kerry about his splatter painting tool where it spins around on a canvas and all the paint gets mixed up and turns all swirly. Oh did he show you? Yeah. And also on the wall um, I saw he draw all sorts of animal pictures. Andrew Pledge. Do you know him? Yeah, I do. I know all of the artists. Aren't I lucky? (laughs) So what does curator mean? Well, it means different things in different places. So in an ordinary art gallery, it would mean that they go and find the work to hang. And they go and they select the pieces and then they create exhibitions throughout the year. But in Brothership, because we're a different, unique concept, I come from a retail design background. So I make sure that all the work is hanging hanging beautifully that it looks really exciting and that I display all of the artists and I also introduce new artists into the space so about approximately one a month that's quite a lot of work yeah why is your business called cherry pie that's a really good question Jack so when I went freelance I got a new accountant you know people that do all the important stuff about a business and she rang me while I was out jogging down by the river I used to live in London and she said we need a name for your business I looked to the right and on the wall was a big graffiti that had cherries on it and my mum really likes cherries and I've got a tattoo with a cherry on it and I said oh I don't know cherry something and she went oh um there's cherry pie london's free if you want that one i went yeah all right then and that was it cool. <laughs> it's cool isn't it you're just running along and then you looked at the wall and then inspired by art really yeah, so, yeah. now everybody calls me hardly anyone calls me emma <laughs> yeah what does your business do so i'm a designer and i'm an artist in my own right as well but i don't paint So I create lots of different 3D pieces. So I work on sort of retail installations. So I do window dressing and I do in-store displays and I make wall hangings and bunting and all sorts of things that can be made out of materials and yeah, other types of media. I've heard that you decorate lots of different things with materials that are recyclable. And also my dad's birthday, 
I made some bunting. Wow, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I go to this club called Manic Ceramics. Don't know if you oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Deb. So basically we make all sorts of different ideas. Amazing. We go to Deb's quite a lot, me and my girls. Yeah. My favourite bit is probably moulding it to make different shapes and then seeing the final piece. Clever. I think you could do my job, Jack. <laughs> yeah, but I think I need some more practice first. What style of art do you like the most? I like sculptures made of metal the best. Oh, OK, cool. So because I work in 3D, we have quite a lot in common. I use a lot of materials, yarn and recycled materials. I also use lots of wood and metal. There isn't really anything that I don't use. My installations can be made out of anything. I've done one before where I had to go around collecting old toys to paint for a shop in Edinburgh. So like you, I really enjoy making making things out of nothing that's my favorite thing to do yeah i make things out of scrap all the time i just have an idea i just get a bits and bobs put them together and then kablamo Wow. When you're old enough, you can come and do an installation with me and see what it's like. What's installation? You know when you go into a shop and in the shop you can see there's a really funky display? Mm-hmm. That's installations. Yeah. Do you think art will look like in the future? What sort of themes do you think will be popular? There's lots of things going on at the moment with this NFT, which is basically art sold as a Bitcoin. I don't really know how you describe it, but it's digital art so you own the piece of art in a digital way and that's really that is how it's going to go I think we're all going to own art in that way so you know you might own a piece of art and you might show it on your tv screen because that's the only way that you can show it because you own it digitally do you understand yeah because I don't (laughs) um bitcoin dad tells me about a lot Theme-wise, I think we're going to see a lot about our environment. Yeah. And yeah. I think also right now, it's what's really poignant is people thinking inwardly, so thinking about themselves and their mental health. Yeah. Um, on the other Brothership studio, I saw Kerry. He used oil-based paints. And yeah. in his future, because we're oil is, is finite, so it's not good for the environment. And in the future, they might just be like, no, nope, oil-based paints are only for, like, millionaires. And then Kerry said, oil-based paints, like, is a style that makes paintings 3D. But he said, if you use water-based paints, it doesn't look his sort of style, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but I think they are developing products all the time. So there's already some companies that use non-toxic, oil-free paints. So it's probably just that at the moment they're quite expensive to use. So as they evolve and as they become more popular, people will phase out using things that are bad for the environment. Yeah. A few weeks ago, I saw in your window lots of different art. It was really sad. Something to do with violence against women. I think it's thing up to do with a lady being killed in London. So what happened was there was something horrible in the news, Jack, and everybody in Hartford wanted to show our support 
for it. So as artists, you have a voice, a voice to show people how you're feeling. And I've got a window of brothership, which is even more powerful. So Jess and I work together. And- Jess from Social Mama. Yeah. And we got 14 different artists and designers together and made this big piece of art. And each one of us told a story about how violence against women has affected us in, in our lives. And what we wanted to do was show you guys and our children how that's not really how we want to go forward in this world. So it was a sort of educational piece as well. Isn't it good that art can do things like that? Yeah. We say at Brothership is that art is healing. So if there's something inside you that feels sad, when you create a piece of art, you can get that out of you and onto paper. And there's a lady that I know called Kelly Ale. She works in emotion. Yeah. So for the art trail, her work was in the Hartford Cake Company. It's really abstract, but what she does is she paints her emotions and she does these workshops where you can do it with her. She could draw her feelings and like, uh, let's say if somebody was feeling moody or happy or any sort of emotion, and then she drew all the emotions she could think of onto each cake. So, so that when people came over and they're feeling bad, she would choose the cake for them, the emotion cake. That- That's such a good idea. You could have a go at doing that, couldn't you? Yeah. Oh, I like that. How do you think art and technology or science could work together? Well, we sort of touched on that a little bit, didn't we? But you know these yeah. files where you can own art digitally? That's kind of the next step for art. But do you know what? A really clever lady that I work with called Claire, she said that they are also really bad for the environment. They take up so much computer memory, which obviously means the computer has to think a lot, which uses a lot of energy. So that just blows my mind. Yeah. I know this might sound a bit complicated, but if we sent a rocket to a different sun, captured the energy and then took that energy back to Earth, we'd have an infinite amount of energy. Wow. What about if you could use all of Kerry's oil paints that aren't good for the environment to fuel your rocket to get you to the other planet so that you can collect some renewable energy could and literally recycle it yeah i could try well, the only thing that i know you could do is just squirt all of the oil paint into where the rocket fuel goes and then yeah when it flies in the air paint will just come bursting out of the rockets and it'll that sounds really cool as your rocket takes off it might make the world like really coloured into a splatter painting mightn't it yeah (laughs) when I came into the Brothership studio I talked to Tracy and I loved her Michelangelo David that was neon coloured Tracy, she gets this program where she makes her own art, then she puts that onto a projector, projects it onto her canvas, and then trace around it and colour it in. So that's how they get their proportions right when they're working on a big piece of art. But you know you like the portrait that she made of me. That's a digital portrait. So she gets a photograph and then she recreates that on her iPad. And that's something that a lot of people are doing if you're in a programme called Procreate. Yeah. So that's interesting. You should have a look at that. Yeah. We've read a lot about virtual augmented reality and there was an idea that, that you could put on glasses and actually be instantly in art gallery in Paris or have a statue in your living room. Do you think art galleries and studios will disappear in the future because of this? 
I really hope not. They did all these amazing things over lockdown where they had a show and you could virtually walk the show. You didn't have to be there, but the camera was taking you through the show and you could stop and you could press a play button and it would tell you about each piece. And it was Keith Herring and Jean-Michel Basquiat. So it was really interesting. But there is nothing better than seeing a piece of art up close, right in front of you in real life because that's the way that you make a connection with the art yeah I said maybe but I think probably not because as you said I really think anything on the wall that you see in an art gallery can be really interesting yeah it's definitely about connection what we always say at the gallery is there's passion that sells the painting so you know when you look at a painting Jack you might look at one and you might like a different one to the one that I like but that's because you can feel an emotion about it so we always say you have to see them in the flesh to kind of get that feeling Mm -hmm. what's your favorite gallery or music museum to go to i definitely haven't been there but i i really would like to go to the one in paris called the louvre yeah can i come We go to the Mona Lisa. Yeah, I want to see the Mona Lisa. That's what I want to do. My favourite one to go to is the V&A, right next to the Science Museum. I'm desperate to go to the Grayson's Art Club exhibition in Manchester because we've got a lady who's one of her pieces is included in that exhibition and we've got her work at Brothership at the moment. Oh, I haven't heard of both of those. I might go and look them up. Josie Bellini uses an app with augmented reality together with her paintings. You download the app and then point the phone at her art and see a moving picture. Have you seen other artists using apps with their paintings? Yeah, I have seen work like that. There's a guy that I follow on Instagram called Adam Boo and he does this amazing graffiti that looks like neon light and he does a lot of where you scan a QR code and then his piece of art comes like 3d it's very cool i like all of that i like anything that's interactive and i think you'll see a lot more of that as well so there's like this the background behind her it all fell apart and then all dollars and bitcoins came popping up i was like whoa i was a bit confused what was going to happen we found it a bit crazy it's funny isn't it there's a we have pure evil in our gallery as well and he's a really well-known artist and i've been watching his journey with um discovering using new scientific technology to create art when we go down to the car shop on that wall there there's all sort of these like car monster things yeah they're bunnies yeah they're cute aren't they they go all the way down the wall don't they that's his kind of trademark his tag the bunny so we're really lucky because he's really famous been watching him do some drawing where he's kind of in the drawing but it's all done with technology and he's creating inside this augmented reality which must be really different because he's normally putting something down on paper but this time he's fully immersed in it which is very clever so i think I think I would find that a bit overwhelming. 
<laughs> so another piece of really interesting art that we've seen is something called The Great Wave by a Japanese artist called Hokazai. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right though. In 2018, James Eads, another artist, copied the picture that Hokazai did and he painted it in virtual reality. If you go onto YouTube and you type The Great Wave in virtual reality, it comes up with a video and the man does it and it looks so cool. It's like a video game. He shows a paintbrush and then he drew sort of waves and then boats and then, then he drew another boat and he sat in it. That's yeah, cool. that is so cool, isn't it? It's really hard because you're not actually doing it. It's just movement and then it's pixels. Yeah. <laughs> and then what do you do with that little bit of digital memory that you own it's it's very different isn't it because a piece of art you pick forever and it, it goes on to the next person when you don't want it anymore i don't know mm-hmm. i think it'd be a maybe like hot pop it onto like a 3d printer and then print out a mini object of what he'd done there was a really cool modern art exhibition in kazakhstan four years ago where robots shone black and white lights all over a room and people were allowed to walk in the room Do you think robots will take over human art? There's some things that robots are really good at, I'm sure. But I think one of the things they're probably not good at is creativity. You're always going to need some humans for that, aren't you? Yeah, because they can't really think about what they're drawing. What they do, you just program them to draw something. It's really important about art. What have we been talking about the whole time? The feeling and the connection. Yeah, that's right. So those robots, they don't have that, do they? love technology, don't get me wrong. What I do worry about is that the soullessness of things. Yeah, um, I think robots don't like take over your job. They sort of help you with the job and and they do little things for you that you don't want to do right then. Well, I think you should work for Apple or someone, Jack. Um, I don't really want to be anybody like that. I want to be a mixture between a physicist, a chemist and a biologist. Wow. Do you use any technology? I do. I'm a little bit old school because when I trained to do my 3D design, we used to hand draw all of our, our designs. So before we install something, we do a technical drawing of it to make sure it fits. And then it also means that I can give it to a carpenter to make the foundations of what I'm building. But now we use computers to do that. And then I can take it on site with me and I can say to all of my crew, this is what it's going to look like. There's the space. Get on with it. That good? <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds really cool. Very useful because I can't get someone who isn't creative to imagine what I have designed. So I have to physically show them what I'm doing. But we use all sorts of things. Like my favourite tool to use is a staple gun and scissors. And I've got cherry pickers. I guess that's all quite old technology. I wonder if that, that part of my job will get easier as technology evolves. Yeah. When we make a a model of an installation that we're going to do we'll use a 3d printer for that and also in my industry we have a technique called poly carving which is carving polystyrene to make models so we might need to make a big teen titan for the disney shop and there's this big machine they program and it laser cuts it in this big room and it's the most interesting thing to watch it looks so satisfying and it all slices along makes me a little bit scared because i do think all those people that have that skill 
They don't need them anymore, do they? Oh no! Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Immersive art, when you can actually be in the art and experience it with all your senses, seems to be becoming more popular. There's an awesome interactive digital art museum in Tokyo called Borderless by Team Lab, which has pictures of nature generated by 520 computers and 470 projectors. The art moves from one room to the next. One of the zones in the museum is designed for children, and you can interact with the art through games and activities, like an aquarium with digital fish. Have you seen or heard anything like this? Yeah, I have. So I once did a event for Nickelodeon and we were working with SpongeBob SquarePants, of all people. Do you know SpongeBob? Yes. We designed a game using the projector that projected onto the floor and the children could go into his underwater cave and play a game where they had to move his crabby patties around on the floor and help him get them back to the restaurant. Wow, that's really clever. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I guess something like that is a bit of everything, isn't it? Because it's science, technology. There's obviously a creative input there. Mm. Come a long way, haven't we, with art and technology? Yeah. Unfortunately, we reached the end of our interview with Cherry Pie today. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming and talking to us. I really enjoyed finding out all about what you do and some of your cool ideas. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Jack. It's been really interesting talking to you and finding out what you think about our space at Brothership and it's really given me some great ideas about what to create with my own artwork in the future so thank you for that thank you again i wish you all the best with your podcast going forward and i hope you like the art that my girls send to you i really like to see it that would be cool bye Bye. I asked my friends what they thought the future of art might look like. And first up is my friends Harrison. I think that the artwork of the future will be 3D, not like on a flat piece of paper. So you draw it on your phone or something like that first, and then you can carry it around. But maybe if you just swipe it off of your phone, it will just come in front of you. That's really interesting, Harrison. I think it'd be something like that as well, like like a hologram or 3D pen, but inside your phone, you slide it out and it comes to life. My friend Layla has done a piece of art, and you can see it on my social media pages. I am Layla, age eight. My picture shows what I think the future would be like. I think we will use fingerprints to pay in shops instead of tickets when we travel and to get into places like gyms. I think cars will have wings and will be able to fly. This will make it quicker to get places. Instead of people, I think there will be robots in shops, offices and in houses that help clean, cook and look after children. Instead of phoning or messaging people, I think we will be able to send messages to each other through our brains. A bit like an Alexa, we would say send message to Jack. For the background, I use different methods to paint. I use fingerprint 
stabbers and brushes. I use lots of bright colours to make the background stand out. I love the colours that she used and all the different types of materials because I think it would look exactly like that in the future. And I just want to pick out one thing. I think when you send the messages to people through your brain, something called a microchip where you send instant messages to your friends through special software in your head. As you know by now, Emma is known as Cherry Pie and she has three daughters and they're known as her pips, like Cherry Pips. Joni, who's five, she's done a picture of a very sad crying planet and you'll be able to see her video of her artwork on Instagram. I'm Joni and I'm five. I think we all have to look after our planet more better. I think this is really good artwork and I like all the colours that he used and the writing that she did above it that said, please recycle. It links back to what I said about art being all about different themes like climate change change and deforestation and recycling and that could be the theme of future art. Emma's other daughter called Betty has drawn a really cool painting of a robot with a cool background and it has arms that look really strong like a firearm and an ice arm and a little bit like Thanos's arms. It looks pretty cool. I am Betty and I'm five and my painting is a robot that will look like in the future. Lois is her oldest daughter and she's drawn a really cool picture of an alien robot. Hi, my name is Lois and I'm seven and a half years old and my painting is about an alien and with lots of handprints in the background and fingerprints and it's very colourful and I think in the future art will be a bit like stained glass and it will be more good for the environment. I also think the stained glass idea is actually really cool because glass is made out of sand and sand is a natural resource from beaches so it's not doing any harm to the environment. Plus, you don't have to use paper and cutting down trees or using canvases. You can use a piece of glass to paint on which would probably be more bright and colourful. We looked at an exhibition in Kazakhstan where they used robots to make artwork. That gave me an idea. This robot that you could program could paint for you. I used my Lego Boost motor, which I put on the body of it. There's a Lego kit called Boost Build and Create. It's an app that goes with it, and you can control different sort of robots. And there's a green button. When I press the green button, the sensor is on the front. There's a motor that drives this crane which splats paint from the paintbrush onto paper. And when I put wheels on it and I put it down a ramp and the wheels have paint on it and it makes a track that goes along. We used holographic paper to make it look all bright and we used brightly colored paint. We also used some filters on editing software things to look all futuristic. Here's a little clip of me testing out my invention. Ready? Go. If you head over to our Instagram and Facebook page, you can see my robot and you can see photos of it too. It took a few turns to actually make it right, but in the end, I thought it was really good. It took me lots of thinking, but in the end, I came up with an idea to call my invention. It's called, drumroll please, 
boost to the future. Unfortunately, we've reached the end of our episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. A big thanks to Cherry Pie Mates and all the children who contributed to this episode. Uh, the studio's definitely worth going to. I really hope you go there. From all this talking about art in the future, I think it's going to be really exciting. So keep your eyes peeled. Join me next time for another exciting episode of Jack to the Future.